music's too and has a platter of goodies to play today. Here's a man to Thank you very, very much, Artie Wayne, Starlighters, Lee Tony Avello and Company, and howdy, how are you all, huh? Welcome back once again to the old uh, Caffey Clatch here. We have uh, all kinds of fine things to do for you today, after our uh, rather jazzy affair again yesterday with uh, Mr. Thad and Mr. Mel, Mel Lewis and the great Thad Jones. We're going to uh, kind of mix it up today. We're going to have some things that swing pretty good. We're going to have some very, very pretty ballads. Have a salute to another of our famous composers, and uh, we should have rather a good time. I trust you'll stick with us. Warren Barker and Marty Page are among the ten best arrangers in this country. They're both excellent pianists. However, Marty is on piano on the two things you're about to listen to here. And some years ago, right after Warner Brothers first got underway with a record company, we had an idea to do uh, a whole bunch of things, like the guitars incorporated and the trombones incorporated. Our old friend George Avakian did the East Coast version, but I like the West Coast bunch. And everybody who is anybody on trombone is featured within this fabulous album, The Trombones Incorporated. We're going to uh, boot it with a Warren Barker chart on Lass's trombone, and then with Mr. Page at the keyboard, and the wild solos on both of them, featuring the irrepressible Frank Rossellino. We are going to have a page arrangement of Mr. Porter's Tis All Right With Me, and It's Okay With Me, if uh, you don't remember the first time you heard this tune, because if you do remember the first time you heard it, for heaven's sakes, don't admit it.
do-de-do, the trombones, Inc., huh? Here they are again from Lass's Trombone. Tis all right with me. Let's go. They wail on, don't they, huh? The Great Trombones Incorporated. Mm, Mr. Marty Page at the keyboard, and that was Marty's arrangement, if it's all right with me. Rosalino wailing all over the place, and of course the Barker chart on Lass's trombone. And uh, when this whole bunch of good West Coasters gets together and want to do a ballad, well, the polka dots and the moonbeams run totally rampant. Thank you. 
indeed, huh? Don't they wail off a good, good storm? The Trombones Incorporated. And Mr. Van Heusen's lovely theme, Polka Dots and Moonbeams. One of the most, I suppose, indigenous sounds of music Americana are the blues, or is the blues, whichever is most grammatically correct. Doesn't make very much difference. The blues is the blues, no matter how you look at them. One of the best blues singers in the business is a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Rushing. He made an album on Cold Picks, which I think was one of the five or six best-kept recorded secrets of the last 15 years. And uh, it's a shame. It's called Five Feet of Soul, an old five-by-five, as uh, Jimmy was known. The tune was written for him when he was with Basie. Turned in a bunch of performances that are just utterly out of it. The, uh, actually, I guess I should say the arrangements for this thing, because the arrangements are partially his, but uh, Al Cohn did the direction of the band and uh, filled in the holes where necessary with an all-star, all-star group. And I've got to read this off the back of the album because there's just no other way. They had uh, Gene Quill and Phil Woods on altos, Bud Johnson, Zoot Sims on tenors, Saul Schlinger playing baritone sax. That's like uh, who's who of what's what, right? The trumpets, Bernie Glow, Marky Markowitz, Joe Newman, and Snooky Young. The trombones were Wild William Byers. Jimmy was our guest not too long ago, old Billy. I should say Billy Byers. Jimmy Cleveland was also there, Irby Green and Willie Dennis. And the rhythm section, Freddie Green from the Basie Band, Patty Brown on piano, the great Milt Hinton on bass, and Gus Johnson on the drums. And, uh, <laughs> there is no resemblance here to Ted Williams. Loving you meant only heartache Your kiss was such a sacred thing to me I can't believe it's just a burning memory Heartache, heartache What does it matter how my heart breaks I should be happy with someone new but my heart aches for you. Such a secret thing to me I can't believe it's just a burning memory Heartache, heartache What does it matter how my heart breaks I should be happy with someone new My heart aches for you That's a little bit different than the old uh, Williams record, isn't it, huh? That's uh, Five Feet of Soul, the great Jimmy Rushing, who is uh, indigenous to the blues, as the blues are to American music. You know, back in, uh, if history doesn't escape me totally, about 1918, uh, the blues was still pretty much largely, uh, oh, a southern and a midwestern affair. And... Uh, Lots of those uh, honky-tonk and uh, blues piano players of that particular time had to find work in what was historically referred to later by most writers as, quote, sporting houses, and that's where they uh, used to play all the time. It's uh, 
kind of a matter of record that a fellow named Wesley Manning was a particularly good one of those, and he happened to be Jimmy Rushing's uncle. And so uh, James was uh, subjected to a whole bunch of blues that he learned from his uncle when he was a kid of 15 back in Oklahoma City. And the interesting thing was that his dad wanted him to take up violin. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it, huh? Anyway, that's how it worked out. So every time the old man left home, Jim's mother, who had a great deal of heart, used to slip him the key to the family piano, and he'd start working out uh, some of the blues that uh, his uncle had taught him. And he became uh, pretty much uh, a very, very excellent self-taught piano player, though he's mostly known as a blues singer. Anyway, uh, he uh, kind of experimented a little. And when he graduated from high school, which I think was in 1921 back there, he joined a bunch of friends who were coming out to the coast, and he came to Los Angeles. And he worked, uh, I think, about three or four weeks in a furniture factory or something out here. And then he got himself a job in a nightclub as uh, an intermission pianist. And during uh, his stay at that particular club, there was a young lady named Carolyn Williams, who was one of the great blues singers of the day. And she was rehearsing, and she heard Jimmy singing uh, after her rehearsal, just messing around on the piano. And she surprised him later that evening, and she introduced him. And that was uh, what he considers to be his professional debut. And then from there on, of course, it's uh, kind of a matter of history. He uh, joined uh, one of the most popular groups of the day back, uh, oh, I guess it was in uh, 1927. They were called the Blue Devils. And he toured uh, all kinds of places like Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and so on. And while they were in Tulsa in 1927, there was a... Gonzel White had a fabulous band, as you probably remember. And they were playing for a show at another club. And the pianist for that particular band was Count Basie. And that's where uh, Mr. Basie and Mr. Rushing first met. And from there on out, what happened is totally history. Okay? Now, you've got all of that background... And uh, James will tell you it doesn't make any difference what he does. That's his business. If I should take a notion To jump into the ocean Ain't nobody's business If I do If I give my babe my money She calls me honey It ain't nobody's business If I do If I go to church on Sunday Next day I cabaret all day Monday
Jolly James rushing and taint nobody's business if I do, baby. From five feet of soil. Isn't that a wild album? What a nutty band. Boy, I'll tell you. It's just something else. Al Cohen. And uh, it was recorded in 1963 back at Webster Hall in New York, I notice in the notes, on January the 22nd and 23rd. Had to be a milestone. We'll have some more of it later on. Bill Stewart with you here, and I suppose if uh, I'm here, this has got to be the Bill Stewart Show, coming your way from the Hollywood studios of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service, and uh, we're about to uh, salute another of our great composers here, Mr. Richard Rogers. Dick Rogers, who wrote with the late Larry Hart and also the late Oscar Hammerstein II, and also he writes with himself. If uh, you remember the last big show he had on Broadway, he wrote both lyrics and music, and that turned out to be pretty good. But, uh, I don't know. No matter where you are in the world, there's something from South Pacific that always grabs me, and the Briarcliff Strings and Orchestra are going to remind you that unless you have a genetic problem, there is nothing like a dame. sound of music, and much of the best of it came from the pen of Richard Rogers. Rogers' songs are unforgettable for their melodic beauty, vitality, and originality. You'll never walk alone with its spiritual overtones, the poignant where or when, and that classic lament, there is nothing like a dame. Many songs, particularly those written today, need lyrics to have meaning. The works of Richard Rogers, however, are more than able to stand alone 
though he worked with some of the finest lyricists in the business. Rogers' music is enhanced by lyrics, not completed by them. He, as other musical greats of the past decades, has given America far more than mere sound. All of us, regardless of age or tastes, have gained from Richard Rogers something that is woven into our lives. A musical background, a musical heritage, a musical awareness. Sanctum Sanctorum, and of course it's the Luthers, the Briarcliff Strings, with uh, Uncle Lars conducting from over there in Scandahuvia, where the gentleman who uh, got together with the brass as well to do There's Nothing Like a Dame. Then we saluted Mr. Rogers, and I think we'll bring the brown that to me is one of the most inspirational of all songs that has come out of the Broadway stage, or uh, you may argue about this, a lot of people like the impossible dream from the Man of La Mancha, but I don't think that there is anything comparable, though we're not going to do it with the lyric today, to Oscar Hammerstein's fantastic lyric and Dick Rogers' beautiful melody to You'll Never Walk Alone.
pretty, isn't it, huh? Anyway, that's the Briarcliff Strings. They are recorded in Europe and released here on uh, Harmony, which is Columbia's low price line. They have some wonderful sounds. The music of Richard Rogers, and a little salute to the great Dick Rogers. We had uh, quite a coup, if you remember, about three years ago. Dick Rogers was our guest here, and he doesn't guest too often. We feel the same way about Mr. Bing Crosby and a few others who were kind enough to grace our microphone. And uh, we have a couple of young gentlemen who I've never had on this microphone, but I've been trying to get hold of them, and they happen to be appearing at the Century Plaza Hotel here in Los Angeles, and they will be our guests while they are here. They're going to be here for three weeks, so we are looking forward a great deal to having Tony Sandler and Ralph Young on the program. And I'll tell you one thing, that if you... You may have seen these guys on TV, but if you ever have the opportunity to see them in person, you will see what I honestly feel is the finest stage presentation I have ever seen on a nightclub stage anywhere in the last 15 years. And uh, when I start sticking my neck out that far, you better believe they are good. And uh, I might even say they're great. We're going to have Mr. Sandler and Mr. Young take over here from two separate sets on Capitol, one called On the Move and the other called Sunshine Days. They're going to do a medley of three, including Sand and Sea, which is a French song, Spanish Eyes, which used to be called Moon Over Naples when Bert Kempfert first wrote it, and then they added a lyric to it. And then a beautiful tune that uh, I think uh, actually comes from Argentina. It may be from Brazil, but I think it's from Argentina. It's called Cucurucucu Paloma, which is some kind of a cuckoo that really isn't. (laughs) But it's a beautiful tune anyway. Mr. Sandler, uh, by the way, is from Belgium. Mr. Young is from the Bronx. And they met in Italy while they were rehearsing for a show for Las Vegas. And from there on out, it's all history. De sommeil, summer day, au soleil, happy day, de midi, with my love. Je t'attends, and then see, au soleil, see and sand, près de la Of a dark, je t'attends. Summer night, au soleil, happy night, mon ami. Making love, the blinking stars are dancing on the white cat. Those crazy stars, they've had too many nights. Please, please don't 
See you in the Pampas, you gauchos. Okay. <laughs> Cucurucucu Paloma. Spanish Eyes, Sand and Sea. The Magnificent Sandler and Young on Capitol. And uh, that's Tony Sandler, Ralph Young. We're hoping very, very much, unless everything falls clean apart, to have them as guests. We already have a date set up for them to come by, and uh, all things being equal, it uh, will happen. We have uh, another surprise forthcoming for you, but we're going to keep that under wraps until uh, we have full clearance on it from all the record companies involved and then boy we are going to come on with another AFRTS exclusive like we did when we played Duke Ellington Suite for 
the Queen of England, which nobody else has ever had on the air. How about that? Unless the Queen's played it. <laughs> Could happen. Al Hurt has a pretty new album out, made in Nashville, but uh, it doesn't sound that way at all. The album is called Unforgettable, and he's taken a whole bunch of unforgettable standards like Jimmy Van Heusen's Imagination, and they sound like this. pretty horn, doesn't he, huh? We're going to uh, end things up today by really going back to uh, the good old days of Dixie. You may remember years and years ago, for those of you who don't remember, historically, you used to be able to buy beer in a bucket. You'd take your own bucket up, and they'd fill it up out of, uh, you know, one of those huge kegs with beer, and that's it. You could buy a bucket of beer. And they wrote a tune about it called Bucket's Got a Hole in It. And it turned out to be a very sad tale, naturally. Because if your bucket's got a hole in it, you was going to lose your beer, right? Mr. Jimmy rushing on course by telling you the whole sad story. And don't get in a high wind because you'll lose your head. Yes, my bucket's got a hole in it. Yes, my bucket's got a hole in it. Yes, my bucket's got a hole in it. It don't work no more. Well, I went up on the mountain. I looked down in the sea. I seen the crowds and the fishes doing the twist for me. Cause my bucket's got a hole in it. Yes, my bucket's got a hole in it. Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it. It don't work no more. Gonna see my baby before the sun goes down. I'm gonna tell my baby I'm leaving town. Well, my bucket's got a hole in it. Yeah, the bucket got a hole in it. Well, my bucket's got a hole in it. It don't work no more. 
Al Cohn and the All-Stars, and uh, an utterly wild affair on Bucket's Got a Hole in it. That'd do it for today. We'll be seeing you again soon. Bill Stewart thanking you ever so much for joining us, or allowing us to join you, whichever the case may be. And until next time, now keep your powder dry. Do not blow your cool. And remember, this is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. (laughs) 